Yeah. <laughs> like a sure, like, like a lawn treatment. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might. We be We have a new a, treatment. Uh, our new turf more. Yeah. Uh, bring bring me two bags of turf more <laughs> on the wheelbarrow over to the grass. I like that. Let's get two bags of turf more. <laughs> Welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. Trying to be a little staccato. Brian, how are you this morning? Doing fine, David. Thank this you is for David asking. Smith. Uh, Scott Weeby. <laughs> Brian Chesco. Oh, Brian sounds sad. Hey, hey, no, he, I am not. He needs He needs a good... Uh, you definitely sounded just, a little... I'm just trying to be a balance to Dave's... <laughs> trying wild, to be Debbie Downer? staccato. No, I'm trying to get us going. It's... Let's do this. I'm a little yeah. somewhat excited because the computer, it took me a little while this morning, but it finally agreed with me. Nice. Nice. So Always a good thing. It seems to be working great. So, you know, um, listen, it's June 1st. Mm-hmm. My parents' anniversary today. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Oh, yeah. That's oh, good. wow. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's a, it's a, it looks like it's going to be a nice summer day. Has summer started yet? But yeah. it's a nice day no. outside. Not officially. It's going to be a nice, nice warm day. Okay. All yeah, right. Summer doesn't start officially till later. So, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you see any uh, football matches this past week? Absolutely. You did? Absolutely. Interesting. I tried to watch a lot of football matches this week. International friendlies, mostly? Um, some international friendlies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Champions League final. Mm-hmm. The promotion yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Final. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, nice. Which I guess that was no, no. That was this past yep, weekend. Right? Yep, absolutely. So yeah, no. It, it uh, I tried to squeeze some stuff in this weekend. Did you watch any uh, United States men's national team? Many of their international friendlies from this past week. I did. Are you getting excited about the Copa America? I am. I know. I am. It's it's building. It's starting to it's build. It's so weird though because Klinsman. I I've been a fan of Klinsman for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the last year and a half, I haven't been. Mm, last year was a rough year. I was ready to sell my Klinsman stock last year. Mm. And now they've coming into a major tournament, and it's like they've turned a corner. They've been winning in their friendlies, I know, but we were losing friendlies in other matches. You know, we we beat Bolivia 4 nothing recently. Yeah, yeah okay. good result. It, listen, it's Bolivia. But we've never beaten a South American country team by more than two goals before. So... You know, we got some young players that look pretty good, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it looks like uh, they're ready for the tournament, which is exciting. It's true. There are a couple of uh, selection choice, uh, um, squad selection uh, decisions that were maybe a little questionable. Michael Orozco, why is he in the roster? I have no idea. But uh, maybe on the he's whole, a good locker room dad. Maybe maybe Could he's be a locker, good room, locker dad. room dad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're right. The the one uh, the United States beat Ecuador. Uh, yeah, the night that they beat Ecuador. I I chatted both of you gentlemen towards the end of the match, and I said, "Next generation looks strong. Uh, you got uh, Christian Pulisic, and you've got Darlington Nagby." Is Nagby. that how you say it? Yes, it is how you say it. Is that Pulisic or nope. something? No, nope, it's Pulisic? not Pulisic. Yep. Okay. Uh, Darlington Nagby. Yeah. Uh, you got DeAndre Yedlin, who we know a lot about, since sure. he plays his professional football in England. Uh, and Zardes has looked. Mm-hmm. Zardes has looked very, very good. Opportunistic. Bobby Wood as well. He's made the most Where's of his Jordan opportunities. Morris? Jordan Morris didn't make the squad. That's one of the things that that uh, surprised a lot of people. Since Maybe he's focusing on his studies. Well, let's not give him too much credit. I'm just kidding. I think he graduated. He's playing now for the Sounders, I think, right? Mm, yeah, something I feel, like that. I feel pretty good about it. Maybe we should, maybe we should brush up my MLS <laughs> a little bit. Where's the stat boy? Um, but yes, the uh, yeah, it's Jordan Morris. Mike or Matt Miazga is not on this roster, but obviously, you know, if he is included in, in future years, that would be, it'd be great. I mean, has that's, he ever has? When, I've never seen him play in the international squad. He hasn't yet. But I mean, yeah, come on, if you're good enough to play for Chelsea, you're good enough to play for the U.S. Men's National Team, maybe. right? Maybe, maybe you would think. Uh, Listen, I like Brooks and Jeff Cameron. You give me. A Brooks and a Jeff Cameron back there at center back. I feel okay with that. Yeah, but he, we, they never get paired together. We're always experimenting in our back line. That's that's the frustrating part. Is we you never give me Yedlin on one side and Fabian Johnson on the other. Like I like those wing backs. You're higher on Johnson than I am, but otherwise I'm with you. Otherwise I'm with you. He's been the best international player when he and Clint when when there's not beef there. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. When there's not beef, mm-hmm. he has been the best international player we've had, mm. I think, on the national team, or close to it. His struggles were... Maybe not were, best, but close to well, it. Well, his struggles were... It, it might be, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my uh, souring on him was, was from the Gold Cup last year. He had a very, very rough Gold Cup okay. last year. Uh, so it, it remains to be seen if he can turn it on now for this next major tournament coming up. This is obviously bigger for the United States team than the Gold Cup, even though it is technically an exhibition tournament. Right. But, I, I tell you what's interesting to me is how many, how many of our guys, our, our, our internationals, are playing uh, Germany. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't name them for you, but I, I know that... Uh, I think Brooks plays. Taylor Twelman mentioned that four guys who are in that Ecuador game all are playing in the Bundesliga yep. next year. Yeah, with Hertha, Ber- like Hertha mm-hmm. Berlin, mm-hmm. Uh, Mönchengladbach. Fabian Johnson? Is he one of them? Uh, Brooks plays for Hertha Berlin. Yeah. Uh, Fabian Johnson. Um, Pulisic, is it Borussia Dortmund? Yep. And... I feel like there's a couple others. We set ourselves up for this, I mean, and now we failed. can't remember who the last failed. one is. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe so, Bobby I don't Wood. Know. Bobby I, Wood. Is that Hamburg? Yep. That's yep. who it is. Um, so I don't know. Listen, Good I think recovery. in their last nine friendlies, I think in their last nine friendlies, they're eight and one, and, or something close to that, Okay. which that's what you want coming into a big tournament. So. And Klinsman said the goal for this tournament is the semifinals. Nice goal. That would be... That'd be it something. Sounds low, but I get it. That would be sounds low. I mean, you're playing Brazil, Argentina, I just Uruguay. Expect, I don't know. For some reason, I expect magic when they step on the field. Sometimes. Mexico. I get it. I know. I don't consider Mexico a threat. Well, they except- are. I know they are. <laughs> I just that's like complimenting your rivals. I know that's hard to do. That's hard to do. Well, we are getting excited for the Copa America Centenario here. The tournament begins on Friday. Yeah. Uh, these last two, two days, last two or three friendlies have been uh, very, uh, very good. Build and the up. games are all going to be in like good Eastern, mm-hmm. good Eastern time slots. That's right. So, and once the Euro 2016 tournament begins on June 10th, the following Friday, uh, those games will be during the day here, so literally you can just start wake up in the morning and watch international football all day long until it's time for bed That's at night. That's exciting. It is very exciting. So as close as we'll get to the World Cup is not World Cup. That's true. This is a big, big summer for international football. But there's also club football to discuss, and that's what we're here for primarily. So even in the wake of these international tournaments getting underway, which we are very excited about, we are going to discuss a little bit about the Premier League. Players who are coming in, players who are going out. Rumors of players going in and out that are probably never going to happen, but will be interesting for us to discuss anyway. Uh, we're also going to introduce a new segment to this week's show. We're going to about that. dive in deep to one club's history so that you are prepared uh, to watch them when their matches in the Premier League begin in the middle of August. Uh, this week's club, as I have teased on social media for the last 48 hours, will be Burnley. So we will learn all that you want to know about Burnley mm. plus some. Um, Burnley. Over the next mm. several minutes. Should we uh, get on with the podcast? On with the podcast. Oh, new one. New transition. You know, summer. On with the pod. All <laughs> right, let's do it. <laughs> and we're going to begin on a sad note. <clears throat> we realized uh, within the last week that uh, a couple of our segments, well, we were going to have to say goodbye to them. Uh, namely because the players that are represented in those segments, at least the players themselves, we need to say goodbye. Whether or not we keep the segments remains to be seen. But we have to say goodbye to some guys that we have come to adore on this podcast. We're not going to do it all today. I have a hard time with this. (laughs) I want to still kind of hold on because I feel like we're never going to be able to get something as good as those. But you know what? There is magic. There's magic in the name of That's true. You know what song Jack. you know what song you could play over this? What's that, Brian? You could play Rick Astley. You never gonna give you up. Never gonna give you up. Yeah, you could Rick Rick roll everybody. Rick rolled? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Jack Colback. Jack Colback, it is time for us to say goodbye. Jack Colback, of course, being the uh, subject of the Colback fact. Yeah. segment that we uh, came to enjoy. Uh, sometimes true, often false facts that Brian would give us about Jack Colback in the light of his playing time at Newcastle this past what year. What is fact? 
<laughs> Brian, Back we thought fiction. it was fitting that you would say goodbye to Jack Colbeck on behalf of the pod. So take it away. Yeah. I I was hoping this day would never come, but sadly, it's here. Here we are. Goodbye, Jack Colbeck. What are we going to do? Oh, were you wanting me to say more than that? <laughs> I have to. Were you expecting there to be more? Oh, yeah, I, was, I guess bit. I was just trying a to give a, good, a goodbye appropriate to the sure. impact of the player on the field, not sure. his impact on our hearts. Oh, well, well done. Okay, well, in that case, we'll miss you, Jack Colback. You have the hair color and mid-length size of the Charmeleon, the yellow card collecting powers of Charizard, and yet the hilarious and adorable goal-scoring ability of Charmander. Where are all my Pokemon fans at? <laughs> we can look up the Pokemon evolution chart after the... We're done here, we'll post guys. it on our... Uh, yeah. 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 It's actually really good. You played 2,396 minutes this season, the fewest you've logged since your first real season with Sunderland back in 2010. You had an amazing league-leading total of 23 yellow cards the past two seasons. You scored (laughs) one goal this year against Liverpool. I know. (laughs) And I knew it was going to happen, too. (laughs) We all wish this season could have been different. Just think, Jack Colback and John Joe Shelby on the same team had the potential to at least be the Rizzolian Isles of the Premier <laughs> Yet like all great things such as the upcoming seventh and final season of Rizzolian Isles <laughs> the upcoming seventh and final season of Rizzolian Isles all good things must come to an end I swear if anybody on the planet thought that the Jack Colback farewell would include comparisons to Charmander and or Rizzolian Isles I will pay your mortgage. <laughs> the point is, despite the drama, excitement, flat-out wonder of this Premier League season, there was bound to be some sadness. And so, it is with a heavy heart that we say goodbye, Jack. Or, maybe more appropriately, hit the road, Jack Colback. Mm. But won't you come back some more? <laughs> Well done, Brian. Well done, sir. Well done. I feel... Listen, I... I, I it's check, not like he didn't die. I check daily <laughs> the transfer news that he will be joining someone back in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Although... No. I love that the he list... He seems to be a Newcastle Sunderland guy. I think he's safe at Newcastle. <laughs> he's safe at Newcastle. <laughs> I like that list of names as like every, like every remotely decent player on Newcastle and... Jack Colback yeah. is nowhere to be found. Rumors about Wijnaldum, rumors about Townsend. Yeah. Even if you go to Norwich, rumors about um, uh, who's the one? Nathan Redman. Thank you, Nathan Redman. Yeah, yeah. uh, you know, guys like that are definitely rumored to be going elsewhere. Not seeing very many Jack Colback rumors. Although, if we do see any, we will start a new segment and call it Colback. Well, I don't know what we'll call it. Maybe you call, call it Colback Facts, because why not? Rumors, rumors are facts when it comes to Jack Colback. I feel like that was a proper tribute. It was a good, no, proper good. tribute to Jack Colback. Thank yeah, you, Brian. Thank you, guys. Well done. Thank we you. turn to you now, Thank Dave. You, Jack yeah. Colback. Thank sure. you, Jack Colback. Uh, Arsenal, with big news. We, uh, we discussed it a little bit last week, but we feel like probably need to discuss it a, a little bit more. The uh, signing of Granite Shaka. Yeah. Shaka. Yeah, from Borussia Mönchengladbach. I I don't know what to think about this early transfer movement. That's so anti Arsene Wenger. He jumped over, on. He jumped all over that. Over, over the last five five six years, he usually is one to kind of slowly do it. And it was almost like splashing down that type of cash, like like there wasn't even an issue with it. So yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting, and I I never knew about him until this. I, there was rumors before the end of the season that he could be coming this direction. Never really paid it much attention. One thing that is for me as a fan that's exciting is is uh, I, I sounds like he's going to come probably right into the squad. Yeah. Um, coming from 
Monchen Borussia Monchen Gladbach. Mungo Black. Mungo Black. He was their, their team captain. Yeah. Um, obviously at 23, mm-hmm. recognized as a young leader. Mm-hmm. He wears number 10 for the Swiss. So, mm-hmm. um, the Swiss national team, which I watched some of their friendly. How did he do? Against Belgium. Were you impressed? No, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, didn't score, but but looked really good against the stacked Belgium squad. Their lineup it's, is it's filthy. Now they they beat the Swiss two to one, but their lineup was ridiculous. And Scott, I don't know uh, as a Liverpool fan, which I'm not, but but those who are and you watch that, Origi had a bicycle that <laughs> right at the keeper, and somehow the keeper just got a hand on it to deflect it over. It's one of the greatest saves I've seen this year. It's amazing. Hmm. But Origi doing the bike out of nowhere was pretty impressive. And nice. I'm like, if you're to check that fan, out. Gotta, I haven't seen you that. you got to see that. But uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, so Xhaka, uh, when interviewed by Arsenal uh, and posted on their, on their Arsenal's website, when asked what he could bring to Arsenal, he said aggressiveness mm-hmm. and leadership. Mm. And I thought to myself, Arsenal needs some of that. I mean, that's At what At least need. give some of it to Erzl. No, there's no aggressiveness there in Erzl. Yeah, so I was really excited to hear that, especially from a young guy. And, and he said he's young. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of like, listen, I'm young, I'm coming into the squad, but... I felt like this is what he was saying. You know, this is what I've done in other places. All right, so I have a lot of questions for you. Okay, sure. Okay. So before, I know you hate it when anyone, especially me, says this, but going into last season, the the Peter Cech signing, that was supposed to be the thing. Everyone said, this is Arsenal's year. Sure. And then Chelsea tanked at the start of the season. And uh, it was clear that um, some of the other top clubs weren't going to be uh, at their at their peak, at their pinnacle of what we've seen. Right. And so even more, this is Arsenal's year. Even back around the new year, when Leicester was in first, it was like, well, they're going to crumble, and this will be Arsenal's title yeah. to win. And they couldn't do it. Even though going into the season, all of the talk was surrounding how all we needed is check, and now we've got you know we need a keeper. We've got Peter Check, and and here we are. This is our title to lose, and they did. Is this signing going to do anything differently for Arsenal going into next year? Is is Xhaka going to do for Arsenal what Check couldn't do? I I think it was some some expectations that. I think the thought was that all we needed was an extra goalkeeper and uh, based off the play from the prior year. But it didn't necessarily materialize. I mean, yeah. they're, they're lacked at times. When, when Conklin went out with an injury, that's Arsenal. Conklin and Cazorla, they really started to struggle. Mm-hmm. And those two were playing right in front of the defense. And that's when they started giving up goals. Whose starting position does he take? Like, who does he replace in the starting 11? He's going to play one of the two midfielders right in front of the defense. I mean, it could be Conklin. So, or, I mean, it could El be... Nen- El Nene was playing a little bit more forward, so he probably... No, it, it could be him and him and El Nene playing in front of... I'm telling you, there's going to be some guys that are going to be sitting there. There's going to be some unhappy hmm. people. Because now they're... I mean, this is just adding to... And I, and I don't think they're done signing. No. I, I really don't. I think they're going to at least sign possibly a striker and maybe 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 a, a center back. Interesting. Now, I Arsenal's midfield is is it's hard to find a guy that you can plug in for fantasy soccer. Yeah. And and stick with him. I don't I don't know if he's a if he's a fan if he's a fantasy guy that you're going to want to have on your team. Okay. Just because I don't think he's a he's a goal scorer. He's not like a stat that. sheet stuffer. He's not a stat a stat stuffer. Gotcha. But okay. I think he's someone who he, who has been the glue to teams in his past. Interesting. Okay. Well, but for, but for me, it's yeah. a it's an encouraging sign, and or it could be, hey, we better get on the ball because Mourinho and Pep. The more time we give them to start signing players, you know, oh man, things things could start happening. So it also could be just a, a first step in trying to keep up with the Joneses because <laughs> I think thunder and lightning are coming in the Manchester area and. Uh, <laughs> And things, things are going to start mm. happening. That's awesome. Well, before this segment turns into Jacques talk. Oh, wow. Look at that. Mm, see what I did there? Oh, uh, I, like I should it. probably turn it over to you so you can give us uh, this week's Arsenal moment, Dave. I don't necessarily have an open letter, but it uh, it kind of just piggybacked maybe off a few of the things I was just touching. 
But as a fan going into the season, you know, listen, we finished second last year. It didn't really feel like a true, true second because we kind of stole it. And we finished 10 points behind the leaders, so. Can I quote you on that? Not a true second? It was, mm-hmm. technically. <laughs> and the annals of the Premier League were You were back. very excited about the second place Merlin. finish. I am. Mainly also finishing above Spurs and watching them fall flat in their faces. Oh, yes. But, Indeed. um... It was higher than we finished the year before. And you don't feel a little bit bad for Spurs, even still? As an, like, I know you're an Arsenal fan, but just a little bit. Brian, do you feel a little bit bad for Brian Spurs? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I do. You, I don't know how you don't. That's a, that was a monumental collapse. That was that was that was devastating. Along with seeing a monumental accomplishment with Leicester winning the league, watched a monumental collapse in the Spurs. I guess one begets another. So anyways, um, as a fan, I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of like the renewed optimism going into the year, and and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. If they don't address center back, that's got to be addressed, mm-hmm. and um, and striker, and and but then again, we've talked about this before. Like, so you, you put down a list of about ten or eleven world cup world class strikers. I mean, guys that you want to put in a, a certain class mm-hmm. together. None of them are really free agents, mm-hmm. with the exception of Slatan, and he's already, for the most part, said but not said where he's going. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before we officially announce it. He's so, the worst at keeping his mouth shut. We'll talk about him in a bit. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know who would be out there. I mean, Lorente is from Juventus. Is is Juventus is no Morata. Morata from Juventus. Yeah. Yeah. Alvaro Morata. Um, He'd be great fantasy but, player. You know, he had he had uh, like 16 goals in all competitions last year. I mean, it's not that's not crazy numbers. Does that? I mean, that doesn't tops get Welbeck. It tops Welbeck. Sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, I'm not a huge Welbeck fan. You know, Giroud. Like, is 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 Morata going to be better than Giroud? I feel like they're in the same class. Mm. So it's like depends on what month of the year it is. Right. I mean, yeah. No, okay. He's streaky, is my point. Giroux is streaky, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I can get on board with that. I'm just saying, like, you know, is, you know, are we, am I expecting Arsenal to go out and sign Suarez or Neymar or Cristiano or, you know, someone else who is out there? I, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. I doubt it. But I don't think those guys are leaving the teams that they're on. One guy that you're, you're hoping that you don't have to replace is Hector Bellerin. Rumors were strong no, for a few days. No doubt that that is the case. There were strong rumors for a few days that Barcelona was coming after him hard. Yes. He came out and said he's he's happy at Arsenal. He came out and said that. I'm glad it's the right thing to say. I hope Sanchez is in his ear saying, listen, Barcelona's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, <laughs> I think it is. One thing that's concerning to they me. Seem to, they seem to be cracked up exactly <laughs> Exactly the way most teams would want to be cracked up. Um, <laughs> one thing that was concerning to me was that uh, he got called up to the Spain squad for the Euros. So you're worried that people are going to be whispering in his ear. Absolutely. <laughs> when I heard and you this, know that's going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen. That's why I'm concerned about it. Brian, did you play Bellerin in fantasy last year? Almost the entire second segment. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, you know, and remember, check won the sticky mitts. Yeah, so true. They, he had the most number of clean sheets. That's true. So Bellerin, he, he would have put up some decent points with yeah, some Bellerin, of the 16 out of 38 games. Bellerin, was, and, Bellerin and Koscielny both finished top, definitely top 10 mm-hmm. for, yep. for defenders. Yep. Yeah. So as far as ESPN scoring was Hopefully concerned. he's still in the Premier League and not in La Liga so we can keep I, playing well, so him next year. Another fear is that he... He ends up starting for the Spain squad and excels and uh, and gets some more and notoriety. Some, and You're hoping for like a, a light hamstring injury or something, so he has to get oh, sent I'm, back I'm, home I to London. I'm absolutely hoping for a slight light, knock. Just a slight, a slight knock yeah. <laughs> so that he can't yeah. play in the air. There's no doubt. <laughs> Listen, th- there's a part of me that thinks that's why Wenger wanted to tr- try to sh- sign Xhaka. Say that five times before fast. The, I know. Before the Euros... <laughs> So no one else would see him because he yeah. just felt like maybe the price is going to go up. Probably, yeah. 
Every there, this is going to be the fun part of the summer. After these tournaments are done, there's always someone who plays well that kind of comes out of nowhere, and uh, and then the question is, you know, who is going to go out and rush to sign these guys, and how quickly will they become busts in in club football? Yeah. It happens every tournament, do, every time. Do you want to see? Do you like to see a guy who collects a lot of cards? Do you like to see that as a guy coming in, or do you want to see? A guy who's uh, kind of, I guess, more clean on the on the pitch. No, because he is definitely. I know he likes to get. When some... he says aggressive, mm. he is. Jaka, you're talking about. Yes, Jaka. I'm talking about Jaka. He is uh, 29 yellows in three the last three seasons. Yeah. Last season, those are almost two, on Colback. That's that. He's, he's got. A, that's a higher clip cold, than Colback. Colbackian, <laughs> like <laughs> yellow card yes. collection. Um, but two, when you translate two, that into England, you can bump that down about. That's five true. Or six. And he yeah. said this. He said this in his interview. <laughs> they don't when like asked what he cards. is looking forward to about the difference between Bundesliga and Premier League, he, he in broken English, and I'll and I'll say it, you know, better than he did, but pretty much. They don't blow as many whistles in England, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, so and and that's like the first thing he set out was yeah they're not gonna blow as many whistles yeah seven yellows two two double yellows so yeah t- so two reds acquired no. as yet and then one straight I kind of want I kind of want someone who's gonna kick a little ass mm. yeah I want I want someone who's gonna bring a little thunder yeah but can I ask you a question sure. I'm looking at Jaka's picture right now is it a requirement. To play for Arsenal, I'm that you starting, have to have a pretty face. I'm starting to think so, <laughs> and in like a prob- he's probably like got a perfect like eight pack or something too, like just like a, Sanchez, a yeah. ridiculous specimen of a man. He'll fit right in if he does. I am going to post at, sometime today before this episode is released. I'm going to post that picture <laughs> um, that Brian has shared with us of Alexis <laughs> Sanchez and his Chile teammates and and manager. Uh, the managers showing list. off their abs. Um, it is the most uncomfortable and ridiculous picture <laughs> that a group of men have ever created. And uh, there might be other ones. That and are that worse. way, when people listen to this, they're going to have something as a reference point to be able to see. Oh my gosh! We're talking about Alexis and his his he likes beautiful selfies, face man. and body. You know what? He you likes what? his selfies. He's in fantastic. He's worked shape. hard for it. Yeah, he's in the prime yeah, of his life. He's a professional athlete. Yeah, back mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Just seems like everyone on Arsenal has to have a pretty yeah. fit, with the exception of maybe Gabrielle. Listen, adding him brought the whole team down <laughs> in multiple, multiple ways. notches. <laughs> I like him, but uh, part of me doesn't. He's just got some more learning to do. He, but he's not a good-looking fellow. Well, in other news, someone who may not be pretty enough for Arsenal, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but he might be pretty enough for Liverpool, Sadio Mane. Uh, he he had some attention for, for a few days. It's died down now for the last couple of days, but it's still something the three of us spent a lot of time talking about. I guess probably mostly because Brother Matt and I are uh, Liverpool sure. fans. Yep. Uh, but uh, with with the Mario Goetze news not going well for Liverpool, apparently he uh, is not going to be coming over to uh, to England. If I'm not re- I mean if I'm reading that right Mane it seems might like be he, another Goethe guy. is still not settled. I, that he's he, not it doesn't yeah. seem like he's a happy uh, German footballer right now. Is he, Correct. Is he, is he high maintenance? Is Goethe high He yes. seems like he's a bit um, HM a little. Yeah. It feels he like is. that. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But if he, yeah, the the plan B for Liverpool, if Goethe couldn't be signed with Sadio Mane, uh, someone that we've been talking about even with like two months left in the season, we're talking about how he was going to be looking forward to the opening of the transfer window, and that's how he played at the end of the year. Part, but part of me wonders if Mane wouldn't be the better signing anyways. And I know how that sounds on the surface, right? But there's a lot of guys that come to the Premier League from other leagues and don't do well. Mane's proven that he can do well in the Premier League. He's proven he can do well in bursts. And he's a Southampton player, and there yeah. seems to be this channel, this funnel. Yeah, but how well has that worked from, out for us? He proved, I, I'm yeah, not like, convinced that this is. It would be a good move. I, pro, I you mean, don't I like Nathaniel Klein. You don't like he Nathaniel had a, Klein. Klein has been the best one. You don't of like Adam Milana. Not until about 
two months into the Klopp era. You don't like Lovren? Not until about four months into the Klopp era. You don't like Ricky Lampert? Not a bit. <laughs> where did uh, where I, was where was Firmino from? Uh, he's from Germany. He played for Hoffenheim or something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. So he was. It was the same thing. He was no no one at the beginning of the season. It takes guys. It took him a while. Other than like Diego Costa, it. There aren't many guys that just like kind of like big names that come in and just do really, really well. It's a different well. style. It's a different. The, you're asked to do a lot more. There's a lot more uh, physical exertion that's required in the in the English game, and, and it does require a little bit of a transition for some of these guys. Uh, there's no I doubt. I can't wait for Zlatan. <laughs> it's not going to be good. It's, it's are, gonna you, be. are you going to get a United scarf? <laughs> no, but I am not going to not like him. There's no that. way we haven't. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's talk about it. How have we not There's no about way yet? he's not going to United. He's going to United. When asked in an interview, he's in he you know, he's playing for Sweden mm-hmm. in the in the Euros and when asked, you know, Zlatan uh you know, are you going to the Premier League? He he looks down and just starts smiling. And he kind of brings his head up with this goofy grin and just kind of stares at the reporters. And pretty much says like he can't comment on it yet. Or I think the the specific, and then there was a follow up. Are as Manchester United con- like do you have a contract with any Premier League this or something is like that? So Zlatan, the news conference Wednesday morning. They asked him about his future. He said he still wants more stories to be written about him. (laughs) I want to still write a lot of stories. I get excited when I see them because I want to see who is making up the best story. When I'm tired of it, I'll let you know where I will go. That is the that is I, I the I am Zlatan answer to where uh, are you going to go? It is that so is, good. He is going to be so good for the league, and the dynamic with him playing for Mourinho at Manchester mm. United, I'm telling you, is already the script writers. He'll be his new Costa. Oh, I mean, better than Costa, better. Better than cost. I'm just telling you. What are the odds that that Zlatan nuzzles into someone's neck during a <laughs> during a really Zlatan physical do play? I don't think he's going to do that. I don't remember that. any any Costa interviews that were memorable. Uh, right. No. I mean, there's going to yeah. be some memorable Zlatan. Yeah, I think but I'm telling you, no, he's got ten to twelve goals tops for an entire You're season. Wrong. Like ten to twelve goals. Tops. I am willing to take that bet. No. Do you think he's going to challenge for the golden boot? Scott says no more than 12 goals. I say if you want to put the over-under at 12, I'll easily take that. I'm Mm. not sure what exactly we'll be betting, but I'll take it. I wouldn't go near him as my striker for fantasy football. He'll be way overpriced, and he's not going to produce what he needs to produce. This is not going to go well. So what I will probably do is this. I'll probably wait about five games in and then take him. Okay. I'll let that price drop. A little bit because he will come in, come in at an inflated price. What you say, it'll take a few games to get adjusted. Probably mm-hmm. also coming mm-hmm. off the Euros. In fact, some of these guys might have kind of like when they when you come off a World Cup year. Some of the guys might get some rest. Just start. They're, they're, they're a lot. They're, they're, they're uh, they, they have to receive two, at least two weeks. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, we're assuming that's a lot. No, but no, I know. I mean, well, it, that the lad, that'll put some of these guys like when, you look, when the tournament's done. Depending on when the tournament ends, that that'll take them into August, and then they might join up. And I think the season starts August thirteenth this year. I know, but some of these guys, though, and I think before the Euros, you know, they have the International Cup of Champions, where all the big clubs are going to be over here, here in, in the U.S. States. playing games. Yeah, and so is United in that? I don't think they are. Are they? I don't think they are. I know I Leicester. Is. I, don't I don't remember. Recall, who else I don't is. recall. I don't. Where's our stack guy again? I know. Hey, listen, I, I, we gotta wake him we need up. An intern. He, he's got. We do need an intern. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Now, Zlatan. I do have to say something about Zlatan really quick, though. So, I think it was uh, yesterday. 
maybe the day before there was a report that maybe he's actually going to go to Malmo in Sweden instead. This is not this no, is not I going know, to happen. I, I know what you Did you see the story yes. though? Where he was playing in a in an international match yeah. for his for his home country of Sweden. And afterwards he was so excited about being there that he said that he wishes he could play here and that he told the fans in Sweden to that he, he will be there. I will be back. I will I will play here again. Like it's going to happen. And so all the talk then for, you know, like an hour was, Oh, Zlatan to Malmo? Yeah. If I had to guess, my guess would be he'll go sign like a two year contract for United. Yeah. He'll play those two years in England and then he'll retire in front of his home fans yeah. in Sweden. Listen, he's gonna fall in love with the English press because how much attention he sounds like he already has. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's figured out how to play those people and uh, obviously tease them along with his own yeah. personal news. The International Champions Cup is very good. Yeah. It is very good. Yeah, it's There's a good group of um, some for amazing, an exhibition yeah, series. And and in some in, and in a good nice well spread out over the country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so all these teams are going to want their big players. You guys want to go see Inter and Bayern and Charlotte on on July 30th? It could be fun. It would be fun. Do you know what would also be fun? Hmm. When Arsenal plays in the, the MLS, MLS All-Star, All-Star game. game. Yeah. yeah. Granite Xhaka? Yeah. He'll he probably might, play. He might be featuring. Yeah. He'll get kicked out for sure. <laughs> in the All-Star game. I think, think some hard tackles might happen <laughs> there. He's going to get a friendly, yellow. though, right? He's going to get a straight red. It's a friendly. Hmm. Not Gabriel, well. Uh, Mourinho, there's all sorts of news out there about who's going to go to Manchester United. I mean, this is going to be another Listen, United, massive overhaul. United and, and City have not but signed. But I'm not seeing a lot of City news. I'm seeing a lot of rumors and a lot of interest from, from Mourinho for I a lot of guys. I think, yeah, I know, which but, is weird. I, but I, I, I'm... The is that rumors. just Mourinho being more open to the press, like like we've been talking only, about? The only big City one that I've seen at all was the p- potential of Joe Hart. Going no, out. Going really? out. Really? Going to Everton. Everton trying to lure him away mm. for a massive amount of Who's so, their manager? So who who would Pep look to who, Everton? Him? Yeah. I don't know. Who they don't have it? one yet, right? Kike? Can no, they get Kike? I don't know if Everton has they've signed a manager. Can they bring yeah. Kike Flores, please? Oh, I, I would love that. Fit. I would love that. Good call, Brian. I mean, I'll they bet, haven't signed it. We, we, we thought maybe it'd be Eddie Howe Matt slash Matt Ritchie, but... Not sure that's materialized yet. Hmm. No, At least be, not that they've let okay. on. Um, I, uh, I just forgot what I was going to say. Hmm. You can oh. just you can cut that part out. I will. Hey, how about Iguain to Liverpool? Have you heard that rumor, Scott? Uh, no, but I, I'm trying that's to avoid someone, these rumors. That's someone who won the Golden Boot in Italy for Napoli. And had like 29 goals in all competitions. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And I know in some international competitions, he is definitely choked in, on some sitters right in front of the goal. But for Napoli, Iguain was really good. Yeah, and I know money talks, but I'm skeptical about any rumor that involves a player going from a club that's going to be in European competition next year going to Liverpool, which will not be in European competition You don't think Klopp has the pull? Yeah, I think he has some. There's no doubt. But if you're coming to Liverpool next year, you're coming to try to get into the top four. And if all things work out okay, maybe maybe reach for the title. Um, because that's their only focus. That's, what, that's, all that, that's all that's going on. Chelsea too, right? Chelsea too. Yeah, that's exactly so those right. Those are two dangerous teams, I feel like. I They could the very well title. be, yeah. I mean, Chelsea and Liverpool would be two rosters that I'd get familiar with in the hopes that maybe um, there'd be some fantasy potential there because th- they're going to be focusing on the Premier League. There won't be any distractions. Whereas Leicester, I'm going to be less interested in playing their players to start next season because they're going to be in the Champions Unless League. Unless Leicester gets Gilfie Sigurdsson. That would be interesting. In whom they have expressed interest. Hmm. Swansea defender Neil Taylor, according to Daily Mail, saying that they are desperate to keep players like Gilfie on the team. Well, they need to. Because teams like Leicester are interested in Gilfie. That's right. If they they, take Gilfie away from them during the second half of the season and they're relegated, seriously, they go down. He was necessary. 
to them. Mm-hmm. Hey, a fr- Newcastle okay. stays up and Swansea goes down if you take Gilfie Sigurdsson away. A hot name in the transfer market recently has been, or even last year, was uh, Lacazette. Mm-hmm. Yes, from Lyon. And uh, fresh off the press this year this how do you feel morning. About the fr- how do you feel about the French league, Dave? We know how uh, you feel about the Spanish they're league. Soft. <laughs> they're soft. They're <laughs> soft. All right, sorry. What's, what's the um, news off the press? They're softer than La Liga. I mean, they're easily softer than La Liga. Oh, it's, 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 and PSG wins yeah. like... like They pretty much won they their win. title in January in, oh, or yeah. something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Tottenham told to up their bid to, to 24 million pounds. And their bid for Lacazette. Wait, I thought West Ham was higher than that. West Ham's been going after him too, right? I'm just telling you what a, a hot off I, the I press's love, headline. I is. love the team wish list report. Sure, I love the. I it's, think it's, that, re, that it's is reporters so or nice. their beat writers. I feel like kind of making stuff up because they have to write about <laughs> uh, something. The Sun is saying Spurs also interested in Troy Deeney. The Spurs? Yeah, Troy Deeney. Yes. Now, see, that makes a little bit more sense because Dini's not – he would come in and he knows he's not playing in front of Kane, right? Yeah. But in cup matches and other things, he's a good kind of solid guy, good locker room dad to, to – Not the club's main <laughs> strike target, but one of the players they are looking to sign says yeah. the son. Hmm. No, I, I, I could see that. I could Interesting. See that. But Very he is one of those guys that – See, he has the. He seems like the kind of guy who would help anybody that he went to. If you can be a work, if you can put in a workmanlike season at Watford and be good, yeah, he was good yeah. for them the entire season. I think we said it a lot. Seemed like the only guy who was a effective or b cared, while most of the rest of the team was definitely at the beach. Yeah. Now, Seems like the kind of guy that if he was at a place that was really competitive and challenging, that he is gonna, he would be huge for a, a good team. And I remember during the transition between first and second segment of last season, we were talking about uh, Igalo stole yeah. all the headlines in the first segment. Yeah. But we were talking about there's some weeks where we said, could you play Dini and Igalo? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just put all your eggs in the Watford basket up front yeah. because that made sense certain in certain matches. So Dini was a play during yeah. oh, he had fantasy relevance. He yeah, definitely very, had fantasy relevance. Even if it was just as a second or third striker even. You know what I'm excited about? Hmm. I'm excited about, I've been sort of declaring in my opinion, my humble opinion, mm-hmm. that the Premier League, because of all the new money, is going to start really signing players. Yeah, you keep saying that. It's like you want to shut up about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm, every day that passes, we get closer to seeing if I'm right or wrong. Mm-hmm. We all want to be right about things, right? Um, what, six more days to find out how right you are or wrong you are? It, well, I don't know if everything's going to happen on the one day, but leading into that, I do have uh, Brother Matt's stat of the day. Mm-hmm. All right. And now it's time for Brother Matt's stat of the day. The first year of the Premier League, 1992-93, the Premier League as we currently know it, there's a different format before. The total prize fund for all 20 clubs was 38 million pounds. This season, this past season, it was 1,639 million pounds, also known as 1.64 billion That's amazing. Now, what's even more amazing than that is that is increasing by five by the end of next season. Do you understand that? (laughs) By five. The 1.64 billion is going to be 5.8 billion in prize fund. Just wanted to bring that up. So all the people that keep saying things. You know, look, I saw a headline that Middlesbrough... Mm-hmm. Was looking at signing Lorente hmm. from Sevilla. Yeah. Okay. Signed a player from Ajax. Middlesbrough. Yeah. I, why? How, how do they have this money? Oh, because they know it'll be there. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. know it'll be there. So it's listen. That's where I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a little harder to see immediate change in the top clubs because. They're only going to look to sign guys from Bayern, Real, and Barcelona. 
But some of the, I think where you're going to see the, the quicker impact is in the middle to lower level clubs making sure that they stay up because financially it's, it's never going to, it's, it's bigger than it's ever been. Very interesting. Certainly a possibility. Just wanted possibly. to throw that out there. The money is is huge. These are these are almost monopoly like money numbers. It's just crazy, but it's real life, and that's that's what makes it unbelievable. Uh, chances are high that that you might be right. We'll have to wait and see. I'm excited about it. It will make it interesting. Uh, we finally found out. Speaking of the league, who the twentieth club will be in the Premier League next year? Hull City. One, Sheffield Wednesday, nil. Your uh, your dreams of having Sheffield Broccoli in the mm-hmm. uh, Premier League are I was really disappointed. Yes. This was a fun game to watch. I watched I watched almost the whole thing. Hull City was definitely the better team. Yeah. Sheffield was holding on and holding on. Their goalkeeper was having a Brad Guzan-like performance mm. in just crazy saves that he probably shouldn't be making. And uh, so... I, you keep you. I'm watching it. and I'm like, how long? How long can can Wednesday hold on? And uh, Diami, who I remember from a couple years ago, and what I also noticed is Hull pretty much had the almost the exact same team as they had in the Premier League the year before. Right. They had a lot more quality on the field yep. than Wednesday did, and um, kind of also made me think if Newcastle would kind of end up possibly having the same thing. Sure. Um, Anyways, but bottom line is, uh, Diami was the best player in the field, and um, he got a look and hit a stunner. He hit a laser from outside the box. He ended up getting enough space for one step and then a wind-up. And as good as the shot was, the goalkeeper still almost deflected it out. As the ball's going in, the, the goalkeeper ended up deflecting it into the net. It was already on target, uh, so Diami got the goal. But... Even then, in an amazing shot, the goalkeeper still almost saved it. He literally, he was having a great day. Hmm. And it, it had the feeling of if it got to penalties and or extra time that you would now lean Wednesday's Wednesday. way because hmm. how well the keeper was playing. Interesting. But it was not to be. So uh, no. Hull got to, uh, they got to walk up and, and hold the trophy. <laughs> the Did you say promotion hold trophy. or held? Hold. They got to hold. They got to hold held, city. Hold the trophy, uh, the, trophy. the promotion trophy uh, up. And yeah. so yeah, so they're they're going to be uh, they're back in the league. Burnley and Hall both back went, after one year down, in the championship, and then came back a year later. Absolutely joined by Middlesbrough. Yep. Interesting. Very good. There's other, one other big match that same day on Saturday, this past Saturday, uh, and that was the Champions League final. The the match of all matches in English, or not English, in European club football. Yeah. Real Madrid defeating Atletico Madrid in extra time penalties. It's very disappointing with this. Yeah. Atletico, they just, Real Madrid in the big games. And it had to be Ronaldo in the seem penalty Seem to have yeah. their number. And they shouldn't have. Griezmann missed a PK. I know. Earlier in the match, yep. they they tied it up. Uh, we, we all kind of got a crap goal early on. It yep. was a cross into a good area. Sergio but Ramos. It wasn't like a hard strike. It was more like a light deflection in that Ramos had in, in like the first five minutes. And Atletico was just kind of battled back. And they got a goal back. Griezmann missed the penalty. They go to extra time. Then they go to PKs. And Juan Fran, on his PK, hits the bottom of the post. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, sets up perfectly you mean for Ronaldo. Hits the underside. Of no, the that top. was Gre- oh. that was Griezmann's PK. Griezmann's PK, yeah, was Brian's favorite shot in soccer. I which, think it should count double, <laughs> which is <laughs> shooting the ball. Anyone can hit directly into one of the posts. Hardly anyone can hit the underside of the bar. And still stay out. And And still still stay stay out. out. Griezmann hit it dead center, directly underneath the bar, bounced down. And, like, almost back to midfield. It was so hard. I mean, it was ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Or shots that hit, like, like in the West Ham uh, Leicester game uh, towards the end of the season, a shot that hits... Both, oh, both posts, both, posts, yeah. both side posts. I think that should count <laughs> three times. That's yeah. impossible. <laughs> that that shot was impossible. So, 
Ronaldo hits in the winner. Yep. Rips his shirt off. Celebrates. Celebrates. Sanchez like abs showing. And I feel like I've seen the story again. And I I felt bad for Atletico fans. Yep. I really did. Did you, did you see the like? There were so many crowd. I shots really like Simeone. Crying fans. Yeah. Tears shed. I would. You don't believe it. Take Simeone. You think it's mine. fake? You think it's fake emotion? Oh no! You I think, think they're actually very, real. They wanted that Champions League final, hmm. big time. And Simeone did too. I I agree with you, Dave. He's he's got a Klopp like personality in the Spanish league, and he he uses that to motivate his players. But yeah. just came came up a little short. Yeah. Sad, sad yep. but true. It's unfortunate. Well, one of the uh, clubs that we're going to uh, see this coming season in England is Burnley, Burnley Football Club. And uh, I did a little digging into their past just to see uh, who you they are. You can tell me a little about, about Burnley? Yeah, Scott? I want to share a little bit with you guys about Burnley, if I might. Uh, yeah. A very interesting history. There's actually a lot of firsts associated with, with Burnley, more so than I would have expected, especially since like many American... Uh, Premier League fans, you're, you're into the recent. So you see Burnley, and you might know that two years ago they were promoted to the Premier League, and then they lasted one season, and they were relegated right away back down to the championship. And now this season they won the championship. So they're coming right back up to the Premier League. They've been doing this yo-yo effect uh, over the last few years. They actually began, they played their first match in 1882, which is wow. 134 years ago. It's a long time. It is a long time. Uh, they started playing at Turf Moor, which is their current location, in 1883, the following year. They actually have uh, one of, I think it's the it's either the first or second longest uh, tenure at, at the same stadium in English football. Turf Moor. Turf Moor. It's kind of a sweet name. M-O-O-R. Yeah, it's very, it's kind very of British. A sweet, sweet name. Or you, a really good name for like a, a weed and seed. Yeah, <laughs> like, like a sure, like, like a lawn treatment. Yeah, I think that might. We be, have a new uh, treatment, uh, our new turf moor. Yeah, uh, bring bring me two bags of turf moor <laughs> on the wheelbarrow over to the uh, to the grass. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I like that. That's two bags of turf moor in the wheelbarrow. Uh, <laughs> Their very first match, they lost eight nil to a club named Astley Bridge. I, mm. I the, old, the the most recent match of theirs that I could find uh, was played in 1887. Wow! <laughs> so uh, they didn't last long, but they beat Burnley eight nil in Burnley's very first match. Um, so they've been playing at Turf Moor. They're located in the uh, like the north central part of England. Okay. So if you look on a map, they're about 20 miles straight north of Manchester, which we're all familiar with. Ironically, if you go straight east on an English map and go right out to the coast, you would run into Hull. Oh. So they're they're up in that direction. Um, there's uh, I mentioned that there's a number of firsts that are associated to Burnley. For instance, they're the first ones to create a training complex that allowed for the development of a youth academy. They actually created the They were the, the creators of a youth system. academy. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, they were. And it actually led them to win their most recent title in the, it wasn't called the Premier League then, um, but it, it was back in 59 and 60, 1959, 1960. They won that season. All but three of the players on their squad were from their own youth academy. Very wow. interesting, I thought. Yeah, they were cool. also the first club to put the manager in charge of personnel decisions, like player transfer decisions. Oh. They were the very first ones to do that. The manager got control of Burnley to do that, and with their success, other clubs bought into that model. So I thought that was interesting, that, that here's this tiny little club. Known. Yeah. Uh, they also have the, uh, they, they were the smallest city, Burnley is the smallest city to give birth to a Premier League club. They have a population right now of 73,000. And uh, so it's, it, they, it's kind of a sleepy little village, in, in a sense. Saw some pictures, a little it's old like, school. Uh, it's like our town we live in right now. It's not far off, you're right. That's right. Um, last year, uh, they purchased a, a striker named Andre Gray. He was the one who was brought in to replace Danny Ings, who was sold to Liverpool yeah. they, uh, before they moved down and played the championship last year. They purchased Andre Gray from, from the lower leagues of England, and he ended up being a monster in the championship. Scored the most goals uh, in in the uh, 
in in the league uh, with 25. Um, Sounds like Burnley's scouting department's still pretty strong. Especially within England's system itself. Losing um, Ings like they did. Yep, but able to replace him with Andre yeah. Gray, and they did just fine. Uh, I'd be interested to see how well that translates up here. Will it have a, you know, will he have kind of a Deeney uh, effect like, like uh, Deeney did for Watford? Um, something like that. Or will it not translate at all to uh, the top flight? It'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't jump out and buy Andre Gray when the when the window opens for fantasy soccer, but he'll be one to keep an eye on. Another player that's getting a lot of headlines right now is Tom Heaton, their goalkeeper. Um, he just got his first international cap yeah. for England. Yep, so he's he's a, he's the third string, largely because of injury, but he's the third string keeper for England in the Euros. Sam Vokes, who is their second highest scorer, is going to be playing for uh, Wales in Euro 2016, and then um, I think. The name is escaping me. I want to. Say, it's a war. I want to say Stephen Ward was playing for Ireland. So they have three guys on their roster who will be playing in the Euros this year. Yeah. So just a few things. Those are just a few things about Burnley. Their nickname is the Clarets. Just so you guys know, the Clarets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name comes from the color of their kits. The they have the claret and blue. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, ironically, they were originally yellow and black, but in 1910 they changed their kit color to claret and blue to match the West, dominant club of West English. Ham. Nope. Oh, the dominant man. club of English Aston football Villa. at the time, Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ironically, one of the, the club that they are replacing, or you know, you could interpret that it is, that way. It's uh, irony for this season. But yes, they are known as the Clarets and have similar colors to Villa. So if you if you look and you're like, is that Aston Villa next year? Just remember, no, it's not them. That's it's Burnley. the Burnley Clarets. That's right. Burnley. That's right. Uh, I did. Uh, I put a little limerick together about Burnley. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing super, super special. But hopefully uh, a limerick it, nonetheless. Hopefully it's at least filthy. No. Sure. Not filthy at all. Oh, all right. Very well, tame, very very mild. I'm sure it'll but be fine. Something that, that, that expresses the, the yo yo effect that Burnley fans have gone through oh. over the last few years. Okay, let's hear it. One of the clubs the Premier League inherits is Burnley, also known as the Clarets. For one hundred and thirty four years. Their fans have had plenty of tears. Let's hope that this upcoming season has its merits. Nice. No, no, that's something excellent. Like, something like that. It's hard to find a rhyme with clarets. It was originally going to be something about <laughs> eating plenty of carrots. So, you know. Uh, yeah, you know. merits is good. Yeah. No, I like carrots and merits is excellent. Listen, that's uh, well done. Wait, I couldn't have come close. So, turf more. Andre Gray, you heard sure. his name here first. Listen, Andre Gray, uh, you poo-pooed it a little bit, but uh, I will be keeping my eye on him because one of my strategies typically going into the fancy league is I'll try to have there, – there's three striker slots. Right. And I will have – typically I have two strong ones and then oftentimes a third less strong one. But there might be a lot of value in a guy like Adam Gray, especially because no one knows who he is. And uh, – Hey, listen, if he can score that much in the in the championship and be the, the the championship's leader in goals, worth a look for me. Is it okay that I left out that they also uh, had the first instance of match fixing in English football? <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a perfect place for Jack Colback. <laughs> yeah, their goalkeeper tried to convince the other team to blow listen, the final match of the season. Wouldn't Jack Col- Sean Dykes should have a. Uh, who is a manager? Shouldn't he have fellow a little red. fellow red? He's yes. a fellow ginger. Yeah, and you don't get much more ginger than Jack Colback. No, nope. that's true. Well, well match fixie. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a good fit for the. No, this let me be Burnley clear. This match Clarice. fixing was back in like 1910. Yeah, you know, first ever. Still instance. there. It's still there. Yeah, it's still there. It's, it's in the culture. All right. Well, I am excited for Copa Games. Copa America game starting this weekend. Starting yes. Friday, we are all American outlaws. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, we are playing Colombia, who, who is a very, very good team. Favored to win the group that the USA is in. USA is in a group with Colombia, Costa Rica, and... Par- uh, Paraguay. And Peru. Paraguay. Paraguay. Paraguay, yeah. sorry. Yep. Uh, so, brutal they have... group. Yes, a they have group. their work cut out for them. They can get a win against Costa Rica, but it will not be easy. 
uh, and that and I you know if they can get a if they can get a draw against Colombia that's a positive result. So, but yeah. if, even if they don't get both of those results, it, it could come down to that final match against Paraguay. It's going to be very very interesting. Yeah, very good tournament. It it's going to be a really good tournament. I wonder. I, I feel like that this is something new, but I wonder if they came up with it to kind of combat. Um, the Euros and who, I, I don't know the history of the tournament, but it feels like, feels like that a little bit. Like, mm. They're like, oh, the Euros are starting when June 10th. Oh yeah, yeah, well, we're going to start the third, um, just to maybe steal a little bit. No, no. I mean, maybe maybe for this year, yes. But typically, this is a tournament that's played in the odd years. But this one is a special exhibition to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Copa America. Gotcha. I bet there's going to be a lot of success, and I wonder if it doesn't now go every four years. Kind of uh, in between the World Cup. It'd be, I mean, it's a great idea to incorporate some of these uh, CONCACAF nations, North America, Latin America, Caribbean nations, uh, and and obviously to to stage it in the U.S. Yeah. Hopefully, the crowds are better than what we saw for the last couple of interna- uh, you know, international friendlies for the U.S. Those are some weak crowds in uh, yeah. Texas and Kansas yeah. City, but uh, I, I think that the excitement's going to build for this one. Well, we're definitely have a lot more to talk about mm-hmm. game-wise next week and uh, some more transfer rumors as well. Hopefully some, some actual signings, too. Yeah. Maybe maybe learn about another new club, maybe. I, uh, we'll I see. think that's we'll, probably a strong possibility. We'll see how that develops. Yeah. Well, that will bring us to the end of the show today. And um, I guess we could call it a show, pod show. Yeah. Whatever, whatever we like to, Brian. Um, but thanks for joining us. Always remember, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Fantasy Soccer FC, and on Twitter, at Fantasy Soccer FC, and we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. So until next time, 